It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, and insider information that you can't find anywhere else. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to get to today, like normal, recapping a weekend that was in BYU sports. In this first segment, we'll talk about the news yesterday breaking that BYU landed graduate transfer running back Tyson Williams from South Carolina. We'll break down what his commitment means for BYU, their second graduate transfer addition at the position group and where it leaves the other BYU running backs. We'll talk about that in the first segment. Second segment of the show, Mark Madsen is the new head coach at Utah Valley University, replacing Mark Pope there. What does it mean for Mark Pope's potential staff at BYU? We'll talk about that a little bit. And then, of course, in the final segment of the show, like we normally do, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports. Let's get going. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast. Reminder for you guys to check us out on the brand new Himalaya podcast app. Brand new features all the time. Personally curated playlists. Really easy to find us there or you can find the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Let's get going. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 15th, 2019. All right, guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked on Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I also work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to break down today, but I think the big news, BYU basketball fans and football fans, is some good news on both fronts. We're going to start off with the football side of things in this first segment. The news breaking yesterday, Tyson Williams announcing on Twitter that he will be playing his final season of collegiate eligibility at BYU. It got a little hairy there towards the end as he made visits to Western Kentucky, Florida State, Marshall, and the like. BYU fans feeling like, well, they were the first team that he visited. Uh, Normally with guys, the last team that gets a visit sometimes wins out because it's the freshest in a guy's mind. But Tyson Williams announcing that he will be BYU, uh, he will be a BYU Cougar in 2019, joining the BYU football program as a graduate transfer. And I think this is a big win for BYU because they... They were considered an outsider, but knowing what I had known about this, the coaching staff was very confident in their ability to land Tyson Williams. Had one of the people on staff down there say multiple times that they felt like it was down to Florida State or BYU because Williams wanted to play at a high level. He wanted to play against the best, and they felt like of the options that Williams had, Florida State and BYU offered him that. He comes from a family that uh, apparently was very well-versed in what BYU has to do with the honor code. It's a family with a military background, so they're used to that kind of structure, etc. And he feels like he can thrive at BYU. So I think that's a great sign for the Cougars that they can land a kid like Tyson Williams. This is his third time he's transferred in his career. Sorry, I said second time he's transferred in his career, excuse me. He originally signed with North Carolina out of high school as a four-star prospect, then transferred to South Carolina after his freshman year with the Tar Heels. Played as a Gamecock for the last few years and 
never was able to establish himself as the guy with South Carolina as evidenced by his statistics for South Carolina, but I think all in all, this is a good solid pickup for BYU because I think the biggest thing for uh, the Cougars is they needed a running back that had... had that home run ability. Does that make sense? The home run, the ability to take a ball and just go score. And I think that is a massive, massive addition uh, for BYU. He's a big running back, similar to Emmanuel Asupa, the other graduate transfer running back who we have had on the podcast. Asupa, uh, I think, goes six foot one, six foot, about 220 pounds. Well, Tyson Williams, six foot, 219 pounds, according to the South Carolina um, roster that I saw. So another big back. He was the second rusher for the Gamecocks in 2017 with 471 yards. He only played eight games in 2018 due to a hand injury. He finished 2018 with 328 yards and a team-high four rushing touchdowns. So I think the nice part is BYU's got two running backs in Asupa and Tyson Williams who really complement what they already had on the roster. The coaching staff is very concerned with Lopini Katoa's Lopini Katoa's ability to hold up for an entire season as evidenced by him getting dinged up in spring ball, missing the last part of spring ball due to a hamstring injury. So... They really wanted to target the running back group. They made a run at a few JUCO products that ultimately decided to opt to sign with P5 programs. But I think if BYU can start becoming a destination, a transfer destination for guys who want to see extended action in their senior year, haven't necessarily been able to get that. I like a Tyson Williams because he's got what almost 800 yards in two years playing for South Carolina. But I expect that he he's coming in thinking, hey, I can be the feature back for BYU complimented by a guy like Emmanuel Asupa and Lopini Katoa, and really do some things. I know BYU also has Sione Finau on the roster. They also have, uh, br- they also have uh, Kavika Fanua coming back from injury, who showed some things in spring ball, but you can't necessarily guarantee that he'll make it through an entire year healthy. So, as I tweeted yesterday at Jacob C. Hatch, I think there's also a tweet I might have put on um, the BYU uh, Cougs recruiting feed that I run as well that running back went from a position of question that people were worried about what are they going to do where's the depth going to be for BYU running backs to all of a sudden this is now a position group of strength for BYU just based on potential alone I'm not going to say that Emmanuel Asupa and Tyson Williams are going to come in and absolutely rip it up because they both are coming off seasons where they got about 400 yards apiece at their respective programs Asupa coming from Rice and Williams coming Coming from South Carolina, but I do feel like they both have ability, then they both complement what BYU already had on the roster at the running back position. Like I said, Tyson Williams, he's got the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. You watch some of his film, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, and that's something that BYU has featured very heavily in their offense under Jeff Grimes, and I expect that'll continue to be a feature part of BYU's offense it makes the offense that much more difficult because you have to account for the running back in the passing game that really does help so all in all I really feel like BYU's running back position really became a position group of strength they're going to be set up to have some success in 2019 I would expect that AJ Stewart Jeff Grimes the offensive staff at BYU feels a lot happier now with the addition of Tyson Williams really solidifying their position group at running back now they can really do some things 
I feel like BYU's offense this year is coming into the season a little underrated because there's some concern over Zach Wilson and his shoulder recovery, shoulder surgery recovery. He's expected to be back by the beginning of summer. He should have plenty of time to get engaged with the guys. I expect that Emmanuel Supa, he told us on the podcast that he plans on being at BYU shortly after graduating early next month. I would expect that Tyson Williams, pending whenever he graduates, I would assume is going to be at the end of this semester, this upcoming semester at South Carolina, that he'll be headed to Provo right away as well. So the offense for BYU suddenly has a lot of potential, and I'm really excited for that in 2019. If you have a quarterback like Zach Wilson that the coaching staff believes has a potential, a professional, a excuse me, a potential professional future ahead of him. You have two running backs coming in that are graduate transfers that have contributed at Division I programs that are excited to come join BYU, expect to get extra time. That should help. The, the offensive line for BYU should be a position group of strength and the wide receiving core, despite not necessarily having a burner that's a proven over-the-top guy, I really like what BYU's offense currently is offering or what it's looking like heading into the 2019 season. We're going to continue with our position group reviews and previews this week on the podcast, but with the news yesterday of Tyson Williams committing to BYU, I figured we'd spend some time talking about his commitment. We still need to talk about the BYU running backs a little more in depth, and we'll do that later this week. But I think all in all, the good news is for BYU is that landing a guy like Tyson Williams signals a big-time recruiting win for BYU. Credit to A.J. Stewart, credit to Jeff Grimes, and all the coaching staff members that were involved in recruiting him. Like I said, there was a staff member down there that even before – Tyson Williams came to BYU, told me and some other media members, if I'm not mistaken, that it was down to Florida State or BYU. Tyson Williams was really intrigued by BYU. His family came out here and by all reports had a great experience. They were very excited about it. He did his due diligence, visited other programs, visited the Seminoles, visited Marshall, the Thundering Herd, and also Western Kentucky, and decided that BYU is where he wants to be. I think that's a great sign for BYU. It's something they can point to in the future in recruiting when they're going after transfers. All right, so congratulations once again to the BYU coaching staff. It's a big addition to get Tyson Williams on board along with Emmanuel Asupa. The running back position group looks suddenly quite deep for the Cougars, and that's great news. We will step aside here. We'll come back on the other side and need to talk about BYU basketball. News coming out of UVU yesterday that Mark Madsen is the new head coach at Utah Valley University. How does that affect Mark Pope and how he puts together his staff? We'll examine that next right here on Locked on Cougars. A reminder for you guys, if you are looking for updates on the baseball season, if you have a Major League Baseball team you're aficionado of, you can check out the brand new Locked on MLB arm. They've relaunched brand new shows for the Locked on MLB channel on the Locked Locked On Podcast Network. Follow your favorite team, get updates in 15 minutes or less each day, or if you want more of that macro look, check out the Locked On MLB MLB show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Check that out, guys. It's a ton of fun. You can find them on all the major podcasters just like this show, Himalaya Podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, etc. More in a moment. This is Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock 
deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Cougars podcast, your daily source for all things BYU news. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. And BYU basketball got some news yesterday. There was a lot of talk about what Mark Pope's staff may look like. Well, one domino has fallen yesterday with UVU announcing the hire of Mark Madsen as the Wolverines' new head coach to replace Mark Pope, who, of course, is BYU's new head coach. And Madsen was a guy that I think a lot of people had targeted as a dream assistant for BYU, but he wasn't necessarily going to come down from the NBA level just to take a, a, a an assistant job at the at the collegiate level unless it was right for him. And he was very much in the mix at UVU. Guys like Dave Rice, the former BYU assistant, also in the mix. Cody Fuger, also uh, Chris Burgess, both former Mark Pope assistants at UVU were all in the mix, all interviewed for that job. But Mark Madsen takes the reins at UVU. And now I think that allows... Mark Pope to really push forward on his assistant coaching staff. Guys like Cody Fuger, also um, Mark Chris Burgess, those were guys that he felt like, okay, the, the guys have an opportunity to be a head coach. I'm not going to stop them from getting that opportunity at UVU or elsewhere. But now that Mark Madsen is the head coach for the Wolverines, I think Pope can make his move, decide, hey, if I want Burgess, I want Cody Fuger, do I want a guy... Uh, like a Quincy Lewis to stay on staff, he can really start making his moves on making his hires. Of course, it will take some time because it took some time to even get Mark Pope hired as it does with BYU. There are so many different people involved, so many different interviews you have to go through, so many different people you have to meet with, and it does slow down the process, and it'll be the same for these assistants. Uh, Just a point of clarification is that BYU's head coaches have to be members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Tom Homo reaffirmed that at the press conference last week after Mark Pope was introduced to the media. And we'll let you hear from uh, Tom Homo right now. It was a short interview with the media. We didn't ask him any questions, but we did talk about how uh, the coaches at BYU in terms of the head coaches need to be members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They need to be active members of the faith. But the head coach, uh, the, the system coaches don't necessarily have that uh, restriction placed upon them. So I think that allows Mark Pope, if he wants to bring in an, uh, a, mem- a non-member of the church, he's able to do so. It's happened on the BYU football staff, as we've noted multiple times. And uh, So here you go. Here's Tom Homo after Mark Pope was introduced last week as the new head coach of the BYU basketball program. Yeah. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Any sport? Yes. So that's, that, that narrows the field right away. But that was a cool thing. This might be one of the best pools of coaches that I've dealt with since I've been here. Do you have to reach out to them or does word just get out and they just come to you? No, no, no. I mean, it's appropriate for us to reach out. Oh, so you do? Yeah. Do you keep a list, though? Of- yeah, I, we have like a secession list for all the sports. Some are a little bit more serious than others. When I say serious, maybe I could put down any name. doesn't mean anything. But, you know, there's there's people that reach out occasionally and say, hey, you know, by the, like the one of the best uh, soccer coaches in the world is at North Carolina. He's won national championships. You know, Jennifer's not going anywhere. She's been the one and only coach we've had. But that, that's just an example of 
someone that's out there that is a coach. Do you uh, have you stipulated that any of the assistants remain on staff? No, Mark. I, I, Mark, Mark is that's Mark's decision. All right, there you go, Tom Holmo, and you heard him say, "Hey, it's, it's got to be a head coach that is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints." and that makes absolute sense. It's, church, it's the sponsoring institution of the university. They can set the rules as they will. And I think it's smart to have a person that understands the unique nature, the unique mission that BYU has as a member of the faith to really help uh, push the Cougars forward. So we'll see what happens with Pope's staff. I really feel like a guy like Chris Burgess would be a big-time asset for BYU. I know there'd be jokes thrown around from from him um, having the whole quote from Roger Reed that led to Roger Reed's eventual downfall. They're letting down 9 million Mormons. To have uh, Chris Burgess end up at BYU two decades later would just be fun. Of course, he's a former Ute, and he joined uh, David James and Patrick Kinahan on the Zone Sports Network last week and said that, yeah, it, it really is uh it would be funny for me. I've got multiple former teammates from Utah who said I shouldn't dress up in blue, but he said that, hey, it's a paycheck. I want to keep working in basketball, and if that's the opportunity I have, I'm happy to don blue. And I think that's the mentality most people would have. If if it's your paycheck, it, it works for you. You just you just kind of go with it. But I think the biggest news is a guy like Chris Burgess could be an, a big-time asset for BYU. I feel like Mark Pope has an opportunity here. If he, could, if he wants to retain a guy like Quincy Lewis really would help in terms of having continuity, bridging the former staff to the current staff. Lewis, of course, is a guy who had aspirations of being the head coach at BYU at some point, and maybe uh, he stays on and decides, hey, this is an opportunity for me to prove my worth with a new coach, and we'll see how it shakes out. I feel like Mark Pope has really got an opportunity now to put together a good staff. I think it should start off, if he can get Chris Burgess, he absolutely should get him because I know a lot of BYU fans in the past, and myself included, have complained about BYU's lack of having a big man coach in recent years. Of course, Pope filled that role when he was an assistant for Dave Rose four years ago. For the time he was at BYU, those four years, he did a good job developing big men. They've struggled with that in the time since he left. I feel like having Pope and Burgess, both guys who played at the highest level in college, have played professionally, had significant professional experience, can coach big guys, definitely would help BYU because that front line for BYU got mighty thin last year and it looks quite thin going into this year, but they need somebody who can develop that talent. And I feel like a guy like Chris Burgess would be a massive, massive addition. We'll see how it all shakes out. Like I said, it's probably going to take some time for the ultimate Um, announcement of the assistant coaches to come out because it does take time for all the different parties involved at BYU and I've complained about this in the past just to sign off on all this but they'll get it done and I'm sure Mark Pope will make sure he gets the best hire possible he can I know that he's been told that he will have the ability to go get the guys he wants to get whether that means the money or whatever he's been told that and I that comes from from a reliable source who's filled me in on multiple things but he feels like he's got the opportunity now to really go out and put together a good staff and that should excite BYU fans and we'll see when it ultimately is announced who is on that staff but I think Chris Burgess would be a great start to make sure that he's on board and then go from there I think Quincy Lewis would be a great addition if you can get a guy Cody Fugger to come back with you to BYU a guy that was at BYU with Pope in the past it wouldn't be a bad addition either I think he's done a good job at UVU as one of Pope's assistants so we'll see I'm excited 
excited to see how Pope goes about putting together his staff, but I'm glad that guys like Chris Burgess are out there and they have the ability to come to BYU if they so choose and also could really help BYU in terms of putting together a solid front line for their team. All right, we'll talk about uh, more of what's going on in BYU sports next. Catch up on everything going on in the BYU Athletic Department with all the sports playing over the weekend, baseball, softball. We'll catch up on all of it next. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You are Locked On Cougars, and this is your daily source for all things BYU sports. Please subscribe, download the show, and also rate and review the show if you don't mind. It really does help us get the word out about the podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. Those five-star reviews, the algorithms that Apple Podcasts uses... They see multiple reviews coming in. It really does help get the word out. That's the kind of that organic growth of the podcast. Please continue to share it with your family and friends. The word of mouth has been spectacular. I had a good friend of mine who lives out on the East Coast reach out to me yesterday. Said that he had a friend moved out there from Utah. Said that uh, he didn't know about the podcast. He informed him of the podcast. And now we added a new listener on the East Coast of the United States. And that's the type of stuff that really does kind of, um, I don't know. It means a lot to me that people are willing to share this podcast with other people and that you guys have an opportunity to catch up with BYU every day. My goal with this podcast, I've said it before and I'll say it again, is that I want you guys to be the smartest person in the room when you're talking BYU sports and this podcast can be that for you. It keeps you updated on everything you need to know each and every day. All right, let's break down everything that happened in BYU sports over the weekend. BYU baseball won the series, beating Pepperdine twice on Thursday. Thursday and Friday, 13-7 and 4-2. Those are the Thursday and Friday matchups. But then suffered a 7-0 shutout loss in the series finale on Saturday. Tough loss for the Cougars. They hit into multiple double plays in that game. But BYU now sits at 24-9 on the season, 10-5 in conference play. Still having a great year overall. And hopefully they can continue to build. And I, I think that what's going on with the Cougars right now is that we're, we're seeing them really just start to put together uh, solid pitching performances. The offense has really come together. Now, can it continue? Well, they're going to find out. They get to go against a Pac-12 team this weekend. They step away from conference play. A three-game series in Seattle, Washington against the Washington Huskies. This should be a good matchup for BYU. All those games will be broadcast later this weekend on the Pac-12 network. I'm interested to see how BYU does. I know the West Coast Conference is a very solid uh, baseball conference, but now stepping up against a P5 opponent in Washington if BYU's pitching and their offense continues to hold strong. It's been a good showing for BYU so far this year and I'm hoping that it continues because this season 
The Cougars are playing extremely well right now, and I think that should be very heartening to BYU fans. Uh, BYU men's golf had a rough weekend at the ASU Thunderbird Invitational, finishing in 12th place overall. So not a great showing as a team down there in Phoenix, but BYU will be at home this weekend for the Cougar Classic. It'll be their home match. It's at the Riverside Country Club. That'll be Friday and Saturday going on, I believe, with three rounds in all. Uh, Peter Quest did have a good showing in Phoenix over the weekend. He had a 4 under 67 tied for the best score in the final round on Saturday at the Papago Golf Course. So congratulations. Quest continues to get it done. He's just been very good all year long. BYU finished 17 overall. That's 12th place. Uh, way behind Arizona State, the host, who won it at minus 20 on their home course. <laughs> just shooting lights out. So BYU, like I said, at home this weekend. Hopefully they have a good showing in the Cougar Classic. Men's tennis had a rough weekend. Uh, actually had a rough end of the season in all reality. Went on the road and lost back-to-back matches against Loyola Marymount 4-2 and then a tough one, a 4-3 loss against Pepperdine on Saturday. BYU now gets ready for the West Coast Conference Tournament next week. Hopefully Brad Pierce's team can bounce back. They've had a great year to this point. Hopefully they can bounce back and have a good showing there. A great showing, though, for BYU men's volleyball on the road. They beat four-seed Stanford in the MPSF quarterfinals 3-2. to two. Fantastic showing for BYU. A gutty effort to win it in five sets at Maples Pavilion. BYU's first win in California this year. So congratulations to BYU men's volleyball staving off their season ending. They'll be back in action this Thursday when they take on first seed Pepperdine in Malibu, California at the Firestone Fieldhouse. That match scheduled for 6 o'clock Mountain Time. We'll update you with broadcast details when we have them. Also, on to the women's side of things. In softball, BYU had a great weekend in conference play. Last week, they swept Pacific all three games, 10-2, 11-8, and 11-1. So BYU starting to really round into form as they normally do once they they finally get back home. They're now 500 on the year at 19 and 19. They're five and one in conference play. They will be hosting a UVU in a, a UCCU crosstown clash rivalry matchup tomorrow night at six o'clock Mountain Time at Gale Miller Field. Hopefully the weather holds. The BYU can get that game in. They had their game midweek last week canceled due to the weather up at Utah State. They also are scheduled to host Washington on Wednesday at Gale Miller Field in a one-game showdown. A against the Huskies as well as Southern Utah the following week. So some big in-state matches and a weekend off for the Cougars coming up here, but hopefully they can get all the games in and get their record above 500. One final note for you guys before we go is that women's tennis uh, they finished up their season. Oh, sorry, their season's not over. Excuse me. Their season's not over quite yet, but they did have a tough weekend. They lost back-to-back matches as well, like the men's team did, losing to Loyola Marymount and Pepperdine. Both of these matches were at home in Provo, losing 4-1 in both matches. So hopefully BYU can go out on the road this weekend, pick up a couple of wings as they close out the regular season. They're going to be uh, facing off against Pacific and Stockton on Friday, and then St. Mary's on Saturday. Best of luck to the women's tennis team as they get ready for the WCC championships the following week. The men have a bye this weekend. All right, there you go. That's a rundown of what's going on in BYU sports from this past weekend. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow working on some big-name guests. We had guys like Corbin Kafusi last week. Still hoping to get a guy like Sione Takitaki on the show. Uh, now that Tyson Williams has decided to commit to BYU, we'll be chasing him to see if we can get him on the show to give his thoughts on why he ultimately committed to BYU. So We'll make sure to have it all covered for you. 
we'll have all the latest news and BYU sports covered as well like we normally do here on this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review once again. Share with your family and friends. Check us out on the Himalaya podcast app if you haven't done so already. If you are looking for a new podcatcher, it's a fantastic new podcatcher that's out there, brand new on the market, and we're proud to be partnered with them here on the Locked On Podcast Network. More tomorrow. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great day, and we'll catch you on the next edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day